0: Hi guys, welcome to the State with Grace podcast. This is episode three in the Influential Women series and today I've got a very special guest that has joined me. So I am joined by LaToya Ford, mindset and um, life coach. You may know LaToya from Instagram, you might be new to her, but today we're going to learn a little bit about LaToya. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, good, thank you good
0: so I think we should start with telling our listeners a little bit about how we know each other I think that's a good start
1: <laughs> yeah so we met um about 10 years ago we we um, were both working at the same place um, in Manchester um and yeah I think we pretty much clicked straight away um and had quite you know like a lot of the same things in common um you were always super confident. um, And yeah, I think we just had a good work relationship, didn't we? And then we kind of didn't speak for a while because we both moved on from where we were working. Um, And then we um, sort of got back in touch, I think about 12 months ago um, through Instagram,
0: I think um, when you say 12 months like it feels like much longer because I think we've really like connected haven't we when we've got back in touch Um I think it was just down to both having the the platforms on Instagram and then um, trying to support with mental health and things like that that we connected again didn't we
1: um, absolutely
0: yeah 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 and I think as well like for for us like from a point of view of like being old colleagues if you like um we used to chat a lot about work you know at work about various things and life and you know it was it was an interesting friendship but now we've sort of reconnected um you know in terms of like well-being mindset and things like that and I think we have a lot that you know we have in common but I think for us both this is like a beautiful opportunity because we can dig a little bit deeper and learn a bit about you and your journey so far and i think you know in terms of like your culture and things like that it'd be really nice to just learn a little bit
1: about you yeah yeah sounds good um so yes i'm a mindset and well, well-being coach um and i work with women on their self-esteem self-worth self-care um especially mums because i think for you know for mums it's something that's so essential um and we struggle so much with with boundaries and with I guess um, you know, giving ourselves that, that time, to, you know, to um for ourselves. Um and for me, in terms of my my background, um, so I grew up in South Africa, um in Cape Town, and then I moved to Scotland um when I was nine. And yeah, I mean, I was I was raised by my mum, um by some of my, my aunts as well. They were always really strong empowering women. Um and I was quite confident growing up as a, as a kid and then I think sort of like going into school, things changed. Um, cause I think there's so much expectation on girls and then we're, we're conditioned to be a, a certain way and it just ends up affecting your confidence and, and your self-esteem, doesn't it? So, um, it's something I've had to work on quite a lot as, um, well, since becoming a mum, especially. Um, and like you say, also just, um, in terms of like culture and like family culture and um you know the dynamics within that as well yeah
0: I think there's um a lot of things that play a part in you know why we are the way we are and you know the the sort of like issues we have along the way but I think that's really interesting what you've just said because for me personally some of like the the confidence issues and body image woos if you like do come from like my upbringing and like my family, whereas you're kind of saying that you had these really strong female, um, sort of figures in your family that really like uplifted you and made you feel good. But it was when you sort of almost went into society that it's that's where you felt
1: that it started to to change. Absolutely, yeah. I think because um, I went to to a private school in South Africa, and it was very much about like you need to act a certain way, you need to communicate a certain way. To dress a certain way and it was kind of you couldn't really be yourself you know and it's like you have to kind of fit into this this mold um the same as, as everyone else um and then I think when I moved to Scotland and especially to high school it was it was the same again you know the same kind of um and yeah then just kind of going into into work and having that expectation of like you know you you have to act a certain way as a woman you can't be direct like you can't you know like be confident but not too confident um you know and all those insecurities I think stop um turning up I guess
0: I think so as well. And, you know, what you, like you're a mother as well, aren't you? You've got two beautiful daughters. And I think when you look at them and I think children are like sponges, like they absorb everything they see and they hear and what's around them. And like you're you're at such an influential age as well, aren't you? So it really does stick with you, doesn't it? When things like that are like things you're experiencing at such a young age and you're told that, you know, you should be this and you should be that and don't do this. And you don't know any different than do you really?
1: Yeah, because I think we're obviously being conditioned to, to fit in into, I guess we say it's like a, um, a, a world designed for men, you know, and it's. Um, yeah, so I tried with like my, my older daughter, who's nine. She's quite confident now in like inserting boundaries and in um, expressing her needs. But then at the same time, there's always in the background that kind of like, that fear of like, upsetting someone um or if I say this to my friends you know that they've done something and I and I want to tell them um they're not going to want to be friends with me and then this person's not going to want to be friends so it's, it's like such a big thing I think for kids as well um and also for adults you know like we, we get so used to just like bottling up emotions um uh, avoiding speaking up because we don't want to cause conflict or we don't want to be seen as being difficult um And that in itself is overwhelming, isn't it? Because it's like there's so much of actual thought process like behind just being able to um, be authentic and and yourself.
0: Yeah, there is so much pressure. And I think the fact that, you know, even at this age, like we we have that self-doubt and that voice in our heads. But the fact that your daughter's already feeling that when she's so young as well. And it is, it's crazy, isn't it? And I think as well, sometimes you're almost like, lowering your voice and and what you've got to say just because you're scared of not fitting in or that you know people in the room will turn against you and things like that i think we still experience things like that now like you know never mind at such a young age um but what i will say is like it's amazing to hear that she is so you know outspoken and she's confident and i think that's you know a huge credit to yourself because I think the fact that we've had experiences that have not been great and we're still sort of working through them, but you're also using that as a positive to try and empower and, you know, support your daughters to to feel like they are comfortable in their own skin and to have conversations with people when when they're not happy or that they feel that they don't
1: agree with something. Like, that's so important. Absolutely. And I think it's, um, I mean, it goes back to to people-pleasing as well, doesn't it? And I think yeah, how we were raised, um, as kids as well and I know for me as well there was always that thing of like you know there would be like a certain family member or maybe like a family friend it was maybe you know someone who was quite rude or would make you feel uncomfortable but because they were an adult you were always told to kind of respect them or them um, you, know, you could you could never really sign up for yourself or you could never really communicate um how that was making you feel and then I think that kind of carries on into um into being an adult as well and going into, you know, situations where you're around people who, who are making you feel comfortable. but then that kind of people pleaser uh, aspect kicks in um, or, and also just not knowing like how to, um, like how to talk about our boundaries, you know, and what's, what's not okay. And what we don't want to accept as well. Like if we've never had to do that before, it's quite hard to, to start.
0: It is. It is really difficult. And I think sometimes you do also feel that um, people are going to think, oh, who does she think she is? And "And what do you mean? Because not everybody agrees and not everybody, not everybody has that mindset. Do they to understand that? Like, I think me and you have had many conversations about boundaries, learning to say no and things like that. But some people, you know, they, they sort of get a bit like standoffish because for them, it's a bit of like intimidation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But then just going back to like growing up and boundaries and like things like adults in your family what I'll say is that I've really learned like you know from growing up to now like you've just said that you always think that the adults right like they must be right because they're the grown-up but actually when I sometimes look back and reevaluate things I'm like well actually no you're not just because you're an adult and you've got a bit more life experience it doesn't necessarily mean that but I think we allow things like that to put a lot of pressure on us and it just accept it and lower our voice.
1: Mm-hmm absolutely yeah and as, especially as girls as well you know that it's like yeah we, we don't know any different and I think we grew up in a culture where it was like it could be seen but not heard when you were when you were a child um and I still remember like you know, we'd have sort of like family get-togethers and then at a certain point in the evening the kids would get moved to a separate room so the adults could like talk or you know like have um have their time um, and I think it's, things are so different now, you know, in terms of, in terms of the fact that kids have more of a voice, um, and they're not scared to speak up for themselves, they're not scared to advocate for themselves. And I think even in school, so my daughter's in year five, um, and they've just started doing a um, a topic now, and kind of like the human body, but also things like boundaries as well, and about what's acceptable language and what's not acceptable language. And that wasn't something that I, um, that I had in in school, like even in high school. So the fact that it's it's being um, taught to kids now, like even at like of like nine, ten years old, that it's a really good sign. Um, yeah, I think if
0: anything, that's like the best time to do it because, like I say, like ch- children do really absorb everything from a very young age, and you'll know that even with your younger daughter. Because how old mm-hmm. is she now? Um, she's two and a half almost. Yeah, so, like, I, I know, like, you share quite a lot with me, which is lovely, and even, you can even see it there at that young age, like, they, they absorb what they see, what they hear, what they're surrounded by, so I think, you know, it's amazing that it's now being cascaded down, and they're starting really early with these conversations, and, you know, teaching children to have their own voice, and things like that, and, you know, I, I've always said that, you know, when we were at school, and we, we you know, we had for instance I'm 35 so I've had 35 years of education but no one taught me how to love myself
1: and why it's so important absolutely yes same I'm a few years older than you and yes yeah, it's, it's exactly the same for me but um it was there such was a something big... there
0: was something fundamentally missing wasn't there
1: yeah there was no kind of like yeah we taught all these things but you know nothing about kind of self-esteem and boundaries and you know body confidence um and I think if anything, especially like magazines, so when I was in my teens, so like you know, things like the Heat magazine and the More magazine and some of these other ones, they kind of always like, I felt as though that they they wanted women to to hate each other. Um, and the amount of content that they would put out and think, you know, like the dying culture side of things and always like you know, this person's too skinny or this person's like doing too well, like who does she think she is and, and all those kind of things. And So I think we grew up like in a culture where we were like, um, you know, not celebrating other women and always just seeing other women as being um, competition.
0: And that's, yeah. Yeah. I think um, we we still are struggling to get away from that, aren't we? I think it still does exist now as well, doesn't it? And, you Mm -hmm. know, things like magazines and news online, it all doesn't help. But you see comments under people's like posts and videos and things and, it's still a huge thing isn't it as well like so have you got like any examples of like where you felt this huge barrier when you were growing up that if you had the experiences and the knowledge that you have now would have been different
1: um yeah I mean I think when I was in high school so we had the you know when you see the careers advisor I think you're like maybe 14 um and you have to do this like questionnaire with him about like what you want to do when you leave school and possible career options um and i wanted to go to journalism and i was dead set on doing it and i was good at english and history and all the subjects i needed um you know to eventually go to university um and i remember straight away the conversation i had with with a career advisor was um it's too competitive um it's hard for women it's like you know it's, it's a men's industry it's like you'll never do well with a woman in, in that industry like we should kind of you know it was like dumb yourself down and and do something else um and that affected me so much that conversation that I as much as I kind of had like the skills and the qualifications to study journalism um I just internalized those those doubts and didn't end up following that path um and then again just kind of going into like the workplace as well just things like you know, not always paying for, like, promotions and not always standing up for myself in work as well because, one, I was a woman and it's not something that women do um, or that's what I was kind of, like, taught, you know, that it's, like, don't be difficult, don't speak up for yourself, um, be grateful, like, just be quiet. Um, and also being a black woman as well in the workplace, there's, there's always that fear of, like, if you do speak up for yourself, then you've kind of been seen as, like, you know, the aggressive the token aggressive black person. Um so I think like in loads of ways, like in previous jobs that I've had, like I have had to kind of um just be quiet, really just be silent and not speak up, like even when I've wanted to. And it's only been recently, like the last couple of years, where that's changed for me, where I'm like kind of no, it's like, you know, that's not how I want things to be, and that's not how I want like my daughters um to grow up to be as well you know and it's um I need to set that example for them as well as for myself
0: absolutely and I think as well like it's crazy because some of the things that you're describing to me like the things that like we should be proud of we should be showing off you know we should like feel that we can like have our voice and like you know stand out in a crowd and in the room and feel like you know you want to like put yourself across but you were made to feel like you had to almost like sort of downplay yourself and you know make out that you you weren't who you are yeah and and if you look
1: at um especially like in I'd say like in when you're in an office environment um or where I've worked previously like in in recruitment all the men that worked within like within my office were always so confident like even the ones who weren't that good at the job so who were just kind of like floating it would have like all this confidence and like no issues speaking up, no issues going for, like, promotions. Um, and the women would always – it would it'd be so different with women or with girls. You know, we'd always doubt ourselves so much. or We'd be like, you know, um, I want to apply for this promotion or I want to, like, apply for this transfer to, like, the other office. But um, I can't because, like, I'm probably not underqualified or I've, I've not got the experience. And we were just, like – talk ourselves like out of progressing and i see this so much like with um like with women in general
0: yeah i think that it's that self-doubt again isn't it but it's just such a shame that like we still feel that in the workplace because actually you know our managers should be like coaching us they should be mentoring us they should be telling us that we could go for it and why is there what reason is there that we shouldn't you know but think things like going for a promotion and pushing yourself and putting yourself forward there's a pressure in it anyway isn't it because it is a bit scary and it's a fear of an unknown but then we also have this adage that we're doubting ourselves we think we're not good enough and you know Dave that works in the office next door will probably get it like straight away whereas you know what's the point like I won't be recognized and then the fact that you know we're from like a different culture and background which has it struggle in itself as well like it I can see how people just think you know what what's the point and they're just happy to go in and, and do that the same job every day because they don't feel
1: like they, they deserve that opportunity almost um, yeah and I think especially when if you're not seeing women um or even women of color in those higher positions I think that immediately kind of says you well okay it's probably not like I'm not going to be seen or it's not going to be something that's going to be available to me as such Um, so then you kind of don't do anything and it's um, and I think I feel it's the same kind of like in the um in the wellness industry especially online like when I went into doing coaching and so many people were like it's so it's so strange because you go into Instagram and all these things and all the all the coaches all the well-being um influences all look the same yes Yeah. yeah, yeah and it's like you're trying to stand out and it's which it's really difficult in such a, like an oversaturated industry um but for me I was kind of like you know I'm in my 30s I've got kids um you know I'm not like I look completely different to like these these other women who are doing the same job and and then itself gave me like so much um like confidence issues as well So I was like yeah, you, know, you look at, like so you look at these wellness people you know and I think everyone when when they think of wellness it's like the whole Gwyneth Paltrow goop thing and um it's the kind of like certain images and certain like voices.
0: No I think you're so right and also like it, it's just it's quite funny actually because I think you know, when the way you've just said it, like there's people that, you know, they've got that typical look and that's how people people gravitate towards them. Because, like, you know, it's that certain like Insta influencer look and people that do wellness always look a certain way. You know, they look like really zen, like they sit in a garden all the time in peace and things <laughs> like that. Whereas, actually, I see it a different way because I think you're so relatable. I think, you know, the fact that you're a mum and, you, you know, you're a single parent. You're also trying to, like, pave um, a career for yourself and something that you're really passionate about because... Even though, like you're you're really into this, it's so easy to think. You know what? Like this is a lot of hard work, and I try to fit it around my daughters. It's not always possible to commit to the things that I want to. And would it be easier just to do, you know, something like that's a bit more you know, like a nine to five somewhere in an office or something like sometimes you do think is that the easier option? However, you're really putting yourself out there. But I think your experiences are so unique as well, but at the same time, so relatable to people as well. Because I felt the same when I started, say it with Grace, I was a little bit like, there's these celebrities that have got huge platforms, like, you know, they're in the millions now in terms of followers. And I feel that you know some of them are really genuine and like I love some of their stuff, but there's somewhere I'm like, are you using your platform to, 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 to you know like sort of sell mental health because you know that it's on trend? There's yeah. an element of that, and I did I did get put off and it would make me feel a bit intimidated, but I'm at the point now where I think actually would people message them and like reach out to them if they were struggling? Probably not so much just because of the the, the platform and how big it is. And they're a celeb. Whereas, you know, we, we're someone's sister, we're someone's daughter. Like mm-hmm. we're so, we, we're normal people, you know, we, we, we are normal. And I think that for people is so relatable and they will reach out, they'll message you and, you know, things like that. So I think, you know what, we, we've got quite a unique opportunity here.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's, um, it's so important for us to kind of show up like in all forms as well. Like I think with so much wellness people, like you say, it's all, you know, um, Zen and life's perfect and, you know, going to Bali every month and this and the other, and it's like all oh, it just looks like the perfect life. Um, and, you know, that's, that's not re- reality. And I think for me, it's always been so important. Like even um, as much as I try to promote like positivity, like, I still show up when I'm struggling, you know, with like anxiety or, um, you know, bad mental health days and and all those things as well. And like you say, it's so important to just kind of just be yourself and just um, build that relationship and that that trust as well for people who are following you. You yeah, no. might be like, actually, yeah, like I relate to this woman because like I, I also have bad days so or I also like, yeah, uh, yeah, you because know, I'll have days, well, I'll have weeks where I can maybe have like two, three weeks where like everything's perfect and, you know, I'm doing breath work every day and like life's fine and the kids are happy and and nothing's going on. Um, and then I'll have, I can have like another two, three weeks where it's the complete opposite, you know, and it's like, you know, my daughter's coming home from school in tears because something's gone on in school. Um, I'm not sleeping and stressed about weather or um you know the house is a tip and then everything is just like so much overwhelm and you know and, and burnout and, and stress and everything um so I think it's important to to show all all those sides um and I think for you like in terms of your platform like you build such an amazing community so quickly as well and I think even for me like looking at some of the posts that you do around body confidence because. I've always and I think I said this to you quite recently that I've always thought that like that I never really had a lot of body confidence issues like in terms of like I was a, a tomboy growing up I was never really into like makeup and looking a certain way or, or you know like, I never really felt pressure um, a lot of my friends were boys so I kind of didn't really have like a lot of um, pressure on that side um but then looking at some of your content, I was thinking, actually, you know, like, when I evaluate, like, how I dress or how I choose to dress, like, there's so many times where, like, I'll wear, like, a jacket or a hoodie, like, to cover. You no, know, because I don't like moms. Um, or I'll wear something, like, baggy, you know, because I'm having a day where I feel, like, bloated or, or whatever. Um, and, yeah, so I think just sort of looking at some of your, your content and just sort of like a reminder to you know just to to accept yourself you know even on those bad days where you were on the days where you don't feel 100 percent, or you don't feel like you know you should wear this wear the dress or wear um you know something that's not that's not baggy so um so yeah it's it's taught me a lot about how I see myself as well which has been really interesting
0: that's that's amazing I'm so glad like it's helped as well I think you know it's interesting to hear you say that you didn't think you had body confidence issues because I just feel like the pressure that's on us women like I think just everyone just half them but sometimes you don't realize yourself because it's just probably become the norm but again no. it's like going back to that pressure of when you were growing up people around you because you're told how you should look you should talk you're told you know what you should be eating and oh you know I don't think you should be wearing that and all this sort of stuff is like instilled in you from a young age and then you're kind of like sort of condition to what you should look like and in, and in your head that's all you see so you know I, I tell myself now I've had to really talk to myself you know that voice in your head you've had to re, retrain it to say well why shouldn't I wear the shorts if I want to wear them why shouldn't I wear this like you know why mm-hmm. are we always covering ourselves up because you know I, I've been on holiday recently and I think it's one of the first times I've been like away abroad since I've, I've really worked on myself and felt better and honestly like I look around and I, there's so many beautiful women of all different sizes and shapes and, and and whatnot and I never look at any of them and think oh gosh like you know her tummy or something like that so why was I looking at myself like that mm-hmm. like, it makes me so cross like you can see the slimmest person that has like a bit of a tummy because everybody does we're human I would never look at her and say the things that I'd, I'd, I'd once say to myself and when I sat there on the beach and I looked around I was like nobody cares what anyone else looks like so <laughs> the only person that's cared for like 30 odd years is me you know
1: <laughs> and so yeah honestly it's so true isn't it like I think when I was um when I was in school so I went through puberty really young I was 10 and I remember just like um You know, boys with my comments, you know, like, oh, you've got big boobs and all that kind of, you know, boys like at that age. So then I remember just covering up all the time and just being like, and even in the summer, just being like wearing hoodies and um, never wearing like t shirts or tops that my friends were wearing because like I didn't want anyone to, you know, to look at me and say things. Um, So I think I kind of like, and then maybe that's why going into when I was a teenager, like I was just a tomboy and I was like, you know, it's, I'm comfortable like I don't have to like worry about anything but then um when you become yeah I think like when you become a mum, and I think for like a lot of women that it's like you kind of lose your identity again so like after having um after having my youngest is two now I remember just thinking like I, I don't know like what I don't know how to dress like I don't know like what I knew how I was dressed in, like, you know, prior to having her was, was the how I wanted to dress after having her. Um, and I used to just always wear black. Like, that was always my thing, like, black jeans, black top. Um, and I would just wear, like, accessories. And, and that was my whole wardrobe. Um, and I wanted to change that. And I remember just going into, like, new look and um, just be like, I, I don't actually know what clothes suit me. Like, I don't even want to use my body shape. I don't know, like, you know, I'm a mom, like, should I, should I wear, you know, this, this kind of clothes and, um and then all this, like, kind of, almost like insecurities kicking in, you know, of, like, this is too bright, like, you know, I can't, I can't wear this, like, on the school pickup, like, people be thinking who do you think she is and all this kind of, like, so, um yeah, so it's weird how, like, I think it probably affects me more now as an adult, like, as a, more than it did when I was younger. And I don't know if that's maybe since becoming a mum and, um, you know, just expectations or or feeling like you have to look a certain way, dress a certain way.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because like it's almost like you do get into that mode of like, oh, now I'm in my 30s, like should I be wearing that? Is that okay? You know, Mm -hmm. is it going to like open up, you know, comments from people? Oh, I'm a mum now, like, should I be doing this and that? And it's such a huge thing to happen to you as a woman anyway. And it's such a big life change. And then to put that added pressure on yourself and you almost like, you know, you, you do lose yourself a little bit anyway because like your whole life is about somebody else now you know and your heart leaves your body as well you know when you have (laughs) when you have a child and then you're giving this extra pressure to yourself but it's so interesting that you say this because you know I haven't got children at the moment but I went through this huge stage where like all I was wearing was black like literally comfortable safe makes me feel you know covered up and it's flattering that sort of thing Um, and I was like you know all I wear is black and like grey really like you know not noticeable colors so again like don't want to attract attention to yourself um and i think actually it was something that i saw that you had posted where you were sort of given a challenge was it by a coach or something to inject yes. more color into your life and i thought about something similar i've had the thought in my head where i was like you're not 80 years old yet like you need to start wearing more color <laughs> and actually it, it it suits you you know it, it you know gives you a glow and you know things like that i think There's something psychological because when I do wear colour, because I'm really working on it now, I feel happier in myself and I I feel good than when I'm, you know, head to toe in black, covered up. Um, But I don't know what it is. There's just something that happens when you sort of hit your 30s. But (laughs) honestly, like you inspired me. So I really try and like experiment with colour now. And um, yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's
1: like a colour psychology thing as well, maybe. But, um, yeah, I'm the same with you. Like for me, black was like, it was safe. You know, it was, no one's going to be offended if I wear black and, um, you know, it's just like, it's safe, it's, it's normal, it's professional, it's like X Y X Y and Z, especially like in work as well. Um, and, but then the crazy thing is when I was younger, like I used to work in fashion retail, um, and I worked in Monsoon for a couple of years. And obviously like, all monsoon's clothes are so bright and these big prints and patterns and, um, and amazing. And I remember thinking like, that's how I like want to go back. You know, if I can go back like 15, 16 years, however long ago it was, um, when I was so confident within the clothes I was wearing and my wardrobe was like all these crazy colors and, um, designs and, you know, things and even, um, accessories. Um, and yeah, and then I don't know what happened, but I just went from that to just kind of like just always wearing black. And then I feel as well, like for me, it was like if people know you as being a certain way. So like when, when my daughter started school, for example, and we've obviously had like six years of like going to school every day and see the same people. Um, and you always feel a bit like everyone's used to seeing me a certain way, or they've kind of got this like this image like of like of how you are. Um, and for me, I was like, I was kind of like almost petrified of like turning up after school pickup, you know, and looking completely different, you know, in terms of like color or like style or like wearing a dress because like I don't think anyone's like ever seen me in a dress. Um, and I remember actually a few days ago, I turned up to school um, to pick up wearing a dress and one of the moms, a really good friend was like, oh my gosh, she was like, you're in a dress. You know, and um, and we we've been having conversations recently. You know, where I was like, I just don't feel comfortable. I'm just not a dress person. Like I've never been a dress person. Um, and yeah, and I think as well, just looking at some of your of your posts recently, where you're like, wear the dress. You know, it's summer. Like, who cares where anyone thinks? So, um, I'm slowly coming out of my comfort zone. I think in terms of like when it comes to um, clothing. 'Cause I have always been such a like trouser person or um, you know, quite formal and things. So Yeah. I- it's
0: really interesting because I'm the opposite. Like, I don't like trousers and I'm such a dress person. So as soon as summer's come, like, I'm all over it. And um, I remember, like, years ago, like, um, when I was at uni, like, I, I put some jeans on once or twice and people were like, oh, my God, you're wearing jeans. And then I'm like, oh, my God, they're all looking at me and drawing attention to me. And I think, you know, what really shows up here, I think, is like, a, you know, it keeps coming up as a bit of a pattern. We, we do anything to draw attention away from ourselves. Yeah, because it was like oh if I go to school wearing a lovely dress that's printed and I usually wear like dark colours and trousers you know people are going to look at me and then when you were at school it was like I'll cover up and I'll cover my chest up because the boys will look at me but Mm -hmm. actually like they're beautiful assets they're part of us and who we are but we were taught from a young age that like you don't draw attention to yourself you don't stand out in a crowd and like that has stayed with us because I feel like this is a pattern that's come out through the conversation Absolutely, and I think,
1: you know, with with my oldest daughter, who's nine, and she's starting to go through that. I think the self-esteem thing now, like in terms of like her body changing, um, and she does sports so she like she does she does tennis, and we'd had this conversation a few weeks ago where she was comparing um herself to one of her friends, so her friends like really lean, um, and does you know does gymnastics, um, and she was like, "Mommy, like my like my legs are." more muscly or my legs were bigger I can't remember like the um, big side comment um and she didn't want to wear these like these cycling shorts for that for that reason um and I was like your body's so completely different I was like you're sporty so it's like you know you're obviously going to build muscles in your legs because you do tennis and you know she walks so much as well um yeah I mean we're just talking about the positives as well you know of like you know you've got these amazing strong legs that allow you to to walk to school every day and to walk to, um, you know, to walk with your little sister or to do hiking or to, to, you know, to play tennis. But I think obviously at that age, it's like, you know, they start, you know, especially like, you know, when they're in the changing rooms during PE um, or a tennis and they're kind of like, they get changed in front of their friends and they notice him things as well, you know, like uh, different body shapes and body types. And so it is something I'm, aware of with her at the moment and just trying to kind of support her like in, in that way as well so just to love her body and to um you no know, obviously to, to like to, val- to validate like her feelings but also just you know to say to her that it's like you know we're all different like there's no perfect body you know there's no kind of like perfect size or you have to look a certain way
0: Yeah no I I think I think you're spot on there and I think as well like it's so interesting because obviously I know you personally your daughters as well and so many amazing things that that your oldest daughter's doing and you know with the tennis and acting and you know opportunities that she's having but again like what we experience now she's experiencing already where she's all she can see is what she's not and what she hasn't got and not seeing all that she is you know and I think it's just natural for all of us isn't it we we all do it but I think we've also got this really unique opportunity now where we can break this cycle and we've got this self-awareness of what went on when we were younger and growing up and this work we've done on ourselves to overcome it and we and we still are but we've mm-hmm. got such unique opportunities to break this cycle for the new generation and I think you know you're you're in a prime you are a prime example because you know you're a mum and you are Doing everything you can to make sure that your your daughters have got opportunities to empower themselves, like um, you know, feel comfortable in their own skin, um, you know, stand out a, a, across the crowd that, that we didn't feel that we did have. So I think you're already chipping away at that, and it's it's really really inspiring to see.
1: Thank you. I think um, yeah, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? I think there's so much more pressure with 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 kids now with um, like social media as well. And that affects self-esteem. And I think something I always say to her is about, um, I like could talk about, you know, the, the five pillars of of self-esteem. Um, and one of them, like, in terms of, like, belonging. And just, because I think for her as well, it's one of those things of, like, you know, she doesn't want to stand out. She doesn't want to, like, look different to her friends. And it's just reminding her of, like, your friends, your friends are gonna re- accept you because they love you, and like you love your friends, you know. So it's not like that love isn't conditional or or based on like how you look or how you dress. So I think, it, but it's so it's so hard. I think for um for kids now as well with with things like social media, um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot different. I think when I was younger. Obviously, we had magazines, and and even like my mum, for example. Like my mum, I remember would always be on a diet. Like she'd always do these like Rosemary Connolly low fat diets, like in the in the nineties. Um, and everything in the fridge had to be low fat. And she was like on these slimming pulls and all these like you know just fat, like She was just always on a on a diet. Yeah. Um, and so then I remember like when I was growing up and when I moved out when I was seventeen. Um, And I couldn't cook, had very little knowledge on, like, what was, you know, how to cook or or what to buy, and I just always remember, like, oh, yeah, like, I just need to buy low-fat, like, everything just has to be, like, low-fat there's low-fat there. Um, And then, obviously, like, all the magazines, it was the same message, and it was always just so, like, focused on picking women's bodies apart as well, like, especially things like the Heat magazine um, as well, you know, where it was, like, You'd have, like, every other page would be, like, um, you know, either someone's poor weight on or, or, or whatever, um, or it would be the opposite of, like, if, if a woman was looking amazing, um, it would normally be on the lines of, like, you know, so-and-so showing whoever, like, what is missing, you know, like, was it broken up? And it was never just, like, a woman's looking amazing and she's doing well. It was always, like, she's looking amazing because she's trying to make her, you know, her, her ex jealous or... Um, you know there was always like this weird messaging behind it, so I think kind of like growing up in you know in in that culture like was really damaging for you know for women our age um yeah. but I think it's so much worse now like with like with social media and just um and even for kids like obviously like my daughter's not on social media, but she's still you know they still have access like so. So many images and so many things, and even just being on like on YouTube or, or whatever, like things just kind of crop up, don't they? Of like of images, and um, and we saw her, actually. I remember being in we were a food shopping a few months ago, and there was this girl who must have been about fourteen or fifteen, um, and she was in kind of like sort of like a gym outfit, you know, kind of like skinny black leggings, sports bra, perfect hair, perfect skin, um you know, really, really, really pretty girl. Um, and I remember my daughter, like, sort of just, st- like, intensely staring at this girl for, like, two or three minutes. And she was like, Mom, she's so pretty. Like, that's exactly how I want to look when I'm older. You know, like, she's so pretty, she's so pretty. And it was like, um, and I was trying to say to her, like, you're already beautiful. Like, you don't need to, like, compare yourself or, you know, or aspire to look like anyone
0: else it's really difficult isn't it I think because like we know that you know when we're feeling a certain way or we're comparing things like that our friends can tell us or family members can tell us you know until they're blue in the face that we're beautiful and we're all different for a reason and if we all look the same like it would be a really boring world but it's it's, it's your own voice in your head isn't it yeah. sometimes it's really difficult and I think you know what you're doing and chipping away at making sure she doesn't feel like that and trying to turn it around will really help because for me like turning it around in my own head and like retraining my thoughts really is useful so I think you know what you're doing is brilliant but it just shows that that like, comparison and that pressure starts from such a young age and I do feel this element as well It, it when we talk about social media and things that like myself and you what we're trying to do there's a lot of platforms that are doing it and, and we are making a difference and we're chipping away but there is so much that the, the sort of comparison of how much there is out there that is damaging like it's so hard like we, we're barely putting a dent in it, it sometimes feels that way
1: do you mm. think so it's so hard isn't it like yeah. and then I feel like not even to social media but even like like I think it's so easy to say um know yeah, like when we kind of look at social media we said like oh but that's not real life a lot of people use filters and this and the other like they they look different in real life but then that's not always the case because it's like I remember being um in a gym like one I used to go to a few years ago um and it was in obviously you used to live in Manchester so it was in um in Fowlerfield which obviously is like a big student area um so everyone's like really young you know so kind of between like 18 and like early 20s and I was going to this gym and this must have been about like five years ago now um and I remember going in one day and just feel like being so motivated walking into the gym with this mindset of like why I'm gonna get into a good routine at the gym I'm gonna really like work on um improving my health you know I wanted to um to lose some weight as well So I think I was trying to get pregnant or I was like in the you know it was something that we were discussing um and I just wanted to kind of be like it um in like my best best health and I'd walked into the gym and there was all these girls who were all I'd say like you know under 20 really slim really beautiful girls um and you and I remember just feeling so like um yeah, like so uncomfortable, but just also like you know when you walk in and you're like, wow, like I really feel so different to like everyone else like in in the gym right now, and like I'm so much bigger than these, you know, these women, and um, and that yeah, and then just sort of like it was such a, a struggle for me then afterwards, like to keep going to the gym, and I did end up leaving and joining a different one because I was like it's just not like the the right environment for me because it was like I was going in and feeling crap and so like you know the end goal like was never going to happen for me like being in, in that environment um and then I moved to a gym which is like a lot of the people are like a little bit older um you know it's more for like a functional gym it's pe- more people I feel you know look like me um and it's just like more for me it felt more like a safe um and comfortable space so um so yeah so I feel like this, as much as like you no. Know, there's so much comparison on social media. Like I think there is also like in some environments like the gym or, you know, in fitness classes where it's
0: there also. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like you've just sort of pointed out that you were really like, you felt good and you were ready to sort of get in there and you're feeling good in yourself and you'd give yourself this like pep talk and stuff. And then the minute you go in there and you see these people and, you know, this, it's kind of like an artificial world, isn't it? Because... Mm -hmm in real life, people don't work like everyone doesn't look like that and stuff. And everyone is there to do, you know, to do them. Like, you know, they, they're doing what's right for them and, and working out and working on their own mental health. But that, that work, it can make you quite easily feel like you're not enough and you're not good enough. And why are you there? And you start to like really put this self-doubt in your head and that inner voice and it can really knock your confidence can't it like even experiences like that can can massively knock you and then you kind of like think oh I don't want to go back or decide to go somewhere else and you know really like we we why what excuse me can't get my words out Um, <laughs> you've got as much right to be there as them and we're all there for the same reason but you lose sight of it because you just get so worked up with your own thoughts and the self-doubt creeps up um I recently rejoined a gym and um well it's like a leisure center and um I like the classes really, but I thought if I'm going to do this for three months, I'm going to, you know, do a little dedication to myself and try it all while I'm there. And the first day I went in the gym, I was like, why am I here? What am I doing? Oh my God, look at me in the mirror. Oh, wow. Look at them compared to me. I'm never coming here again. Like, wow. What, you know, what do I look like? And gosh, all these horrible thoughts and things that I was saying to myself and really beating myself up. And I think within that hour I was there, I went through like so many different emotions. Oh. By the end, I'm not going to lie. I did feel empowered and think, you know what, I did it. And the next day, I was like, nope, I'm going back. I'm not giving up that quickly. So it's also leaving your comfort zone and and you know facing the fears of the unknown as well. And you have to put yourself in these positions to be uncomfortable to become comfortable, don't you? I think
1: absolutely, yeah. It's all about mindset as well. Listen, when it come, I think when it comes to the gym. So now for me, when I previously worked with a um, a personal trainer. and it only took, I say, maybe like three or four weeks, like before I started noticing, you know, like subtle changes or kind of or benefits. So it wasn't really like a long time, you know, and that itself kind of gave me so much confidence to keep going back. But I think when you've been away from the gym for so long, or from exercise, or like any type of movement, um, and you kind of like built up like so many of those thoughts and internalized so many of those thoughts, haven't you? Where you're kind of like you go into the gym and it's like, no one's actually bothered, like what you look like or what, or what is that you're doing. But in your head, you're kind of like, Oh, everyone's going to look at me. and think like, you know, she's bigger, she's bigger than me, or she doesn't know how to use this machine or she can't, um, do this or she can't do that. And it's like, yeah, it, it just consumes you. And then I it think it's that yes, thing. And like, what's good about what you've said there is that like, you've kind of, you've gone back, you know, and you haven't allowed that to, um, yeah to kind of like you know take over and to like just stop you from from going which is really good um yeah, and yeah, I mean, like, yeah. sorry go on oh no, no I was gonna say but yeah I've definitely had days where because I love walking so like my um which is good but I think also like for me it's, it's like an excuse sometimes because I'll say to myself on like a Tuesday I'll be like right on Sunday I'll go to the gym um and then it'll get to Sunday or it gets like Saturday night. And I'm just like, oh, I don't feel confident to go in, you know, this weekend or like for whatever reason. I'll just go for like a long walk instead. And obviously, like walking's great and it's all movement and um, it's got so many benefits. But I do think sometimes it's too much of like a, a safety net for me, you know, of like, of knowing, you know, as, you know that's my backup. I know I can not go to the gym and, and do that. So, um, so that is something for me in terms of like my well being. Um, is to get back to go to the gym properly and, and having that routine and um yeah and just not trying to block out, you know, those um those thoughts as well.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think as well. Like, what I would say to you is like, my advice is like, just keep going with it, like, persevere. Because I went from, why am I here? Oh my God, look at me! Like, the mirrors are not fra- flattering in them places either, are they? So I was yeah. like, oh wow, kind of thing. Didn't feel good in myself. Told myself I'm not going back. Like, that's it. It's definitely not for me. This kind of concretes that. um thinking people are looking at me, like, oh, they're looking at me. They're thinking, what's she doing here? Look at her. That sort of stuff. Because typically, a lot of people that go look like they are, they they go quite often, and they probably do but Mm. everybody starts somewhere but then a few days later I went back and like the baggy t-shirt was no more and I was wearing what I'd wear at home because why shouldn't I when I work out at home why shouldn't I wear the same when I go to the gym like why is it any different Mm. and um I went from oh they're looking at me they're looking thinking this that and the other and a few days later I was in there and I was working out and you know I noticed somebody glance at me and um in my head I just said they're looking at me let them who cares like let them that's that's their problem like if they want to look or whatever it's it's nothing to do with me I'm here to do what I need to for me and I don't really care like what people around me think so it just shows like in a few days how much difference there was in my confidence and I felt empowered um so I I think you know my advice to yourself and anybody else um is just
1: persevere and
0: push through it
1: absolutely yeah I'm just kind of I think once I guess once you get into like their routine um and want you comfortable because I think it's what with gyms is that thing of like when you haven't been for a while and you go back and it's like, you know, I can't remember how to use anything. And then, you know, I don't want to like bother, you know, one of the, the trainers and ask me how do I use this machine? And especially for me, cause I'm quite introverted, like in those situations. Um, so I'm kind of like, you know, so I like to you know, the fitness classes where it's kind of like, you know, they tell you what to do and you just and you go on with them. You, you can follow along. Um, but yeah, there's been times where I've been in the gym and honestly, like, it's such a friendly gym and the PTs are lovely and it's quite, um, it's quite small, so it's like, it's not intimidating. Um, and I still have those those moments, yeah, where I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to like blog with someone and ask how to use this machine. Um, so I'll, you know, I'll go online, and I'll I'll Google how to use it. Um, <laughs> but then it's always a risk of like, and I remember one of the PTs said, like, please do do that because it's like, some of these videos um you know the people are qualified and you could obviously injure yourself so it's like you know just give us a tap on the shoulder and be like okay how do I use this or um you know there's never going to be like a a stupid question like when it comes to um how to use something or like how to prevent yourself from from getting injured but um
0: yeah I know I think as well, like, you know, we're paying for that service just like anybody else. So, so why shouldn't we, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to sort of turn that narrative around in your head to, oh, I I just won't. No, 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 you should. Why shouldn't you? Um, But I think, you know, it's difficult. But at the same time, like for me, a lot of positives have already come from it because the main reason that I joined was because I work from home 100 percent. So. I don't see a lot of people. I don't meet a lot of people. So I wanted to get out there and meet more people, you know, network. Mm-hmm. Um, have, even if you just have a little conversation, it's someone different to your working day and the people you live with, you know. And, you know, this, like on Monday, I, I didn't really fancy going. I wasn't feeling very good. But my friends were like, go on. You'll feel better after. Go for it. And I went and actually there's a friend of mine that I've been thinking about and I've wanted to meet him and reconnect. And I actually met him in the car park and I was like, if I didn't go, we wouldn't have connected. So it was meant to be. Oh, I love that also. (laughs) Yes, it made me feel really good because I was like, oh, actually, like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And if I didn't go, I would have missed that opportunity. And that in itself filled my cup even before I got to the class. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, sometimes we worry so much about that sort of things but there's so many I always think you you always regret an opportunity you didn't take but you never regret one that you did take Because something good always comes from it I think um absolutely but, and I think
1: obviously there's always those you know the, the endorphins after exercise as well like where you just feel amazing like after exercising or having like a hike or, or whatever you know it's like um yeah there are definitely like so many benefits and, the, and like you say from a social um, point of view as well is really, really important. Um, and I see that with my daughter, like obviously, with her doing tennis, and she's and that's such a social sport. and she's made so many friends. and that's helped her confidence massively as well, like especially when it's been like conflict at school, knowing that kind of like tennis is again, like a sort of safe space right in terms of like, you know, she's going there. she's um you know it's good for her health, you know, she's keeping fit, but she's also like, building these friendships with these other children um, and having that kind of like um, relationship and then also like for outside of school I've like been able to meet up with them and do tennis outside of school um, in parks or, or wherever as well so it's um, and I guess it's the same for us as well you know like in terms like you say of when you work from home or when you work like you know like for me like being self-employed it's like you don't have really have colleagues or you don't really see anyone apart from like over computer screen. So um I think for a lot of people like gyms and, and fitness classes is kind of like a, a good social opportunity as well. So there's so many benefits on that side. It is it makes you feel part of a community and
0: part of something, don't you? Um mm-hmm. and you know you see the same people quite often and you'll have a chat. You know, the first day I went, um, you know, was it the second maybe I met a girl and like it was quite relatable and Her journey and where she is in life with me and sometimes you can feel like it's just you but you know when you can relate to somebody else it it makes a big difference I think Mm -hmm. um I think what I'd like to do um as we sort of wrap our episode up is give some advice to the younger generation um and interestingly I've got a couple of cards that I keep on my desk that I always look at Mm -hmm. and one of them says never apologize for being a powerful woman uh, thing, I think that's really um, interesting that, you know, it's here in front of me and I can see it. And I definitely think that, you know, it resonates, doesn't it? And I also think um, that I think a lot. one of the themes of this episode has been that what if in your head? What if they don't like me? What if I don't get the job? What mm-hmm. if there's somebody else who's better than me? Um, what if I turn up and someone's more beautiful than me, or things like that, or what if they look at me, that sort of thing? And I think we really have to t- change that sort of narrative in our head to why not? So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they like me? Why wouldn't they give me the job? Why don't I deserve to um, show who I am, like my my thought, my authentic self, and you know, show myself off? Like what? Why not? So for me, it's a you know, turning the what ifs to why not?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, it's changing like you say, it's changing how you how you talk to yourself, isn't it? it's having that kind of positive self talk whether that's through affirmations or um you know,' just kind of like or gratitude as well, you know, and I always say to like my daughter like when she if she has days where she's kind of like feeling like oh she's not achieved much and um or done well that particular day, like it's we like journaling at the end of tonight and writing down like things that we have achieved for the day and and sometimes it's just little things but it it makes such a difference um and I think as well like in terms of like acceptance um for the younger generation um and especially around things like self-esteem I think it's just doing a lot of work around knowing that knowing that you're safe um you know, accepting yourself for who you are um, and knowing that others, you know, that you belong and that others accept you as well. Um, and also having a purpose as well. So having, like, an end goal and knowing that you're capable. Absolutely. And yourself as well, you know, of, like, um, we all have strengths, you know. And and also, I think as well, like, for as a mum, like, something I always say to, because I know, my daughter got to a point about 12 months ago where she was comparing herself to one of her friends who, her friend's, like, you know, extremely intelligent. Um, and she was kind of like, you know, she's really good at this and she's really clever and she's really this. And I was like, and it's so important, like, I think for, for us or for her to, like, celebrate her friends. And I always hate her, like, you know, instead of seeing anyone as has been competition or they're better than me or something, it's like, what can you learn from them? So if you've got, and I've said like if you've got a friend who's really good at maths, um, and you don't feel as confident, so like instead of seeing as a, like as a competition or or a threat, it's like what can you, you know, how can you turn that around and learn something from them, or and even for us as adults as well, like and even in like in the coaching space as well, like seeing someone who's doing really well and having the like the confidence to to talk to them and um you know share their expertise and and all that as well and just knowing it's not you know it doesn't have to be like a them a me versus them kind of thing as well but a lot of it is self-esteem isn't it yeah
0: no absolutely I think that's really key advice I think the fact that you know what we we want to like uplift and empower each other and if you build others up, they'll build you up in return as well. And, you know, there's space at the table for all of us. So, you know, why are we not empowering each other? Why are we not, you know, having opportunities in rooms to mention the name of, of a friend that's amazing, you know, in her absence, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I saw a quote yesterday that said, surround yourself with women that will and you know, say say your name in a room where you're not there, and I just think it's so true. But we have been conditioned to think that actually it's a us vs them, but it's not true. And when we sort of change that mindset, amazing things happen. Like look at us, you know. Yeah. We know before, and it's easy to think like, oh, like you know. People often think, "Oh, if I give somebody space um, to to do something that's going to be amazing for them, then it's you know I, I'm going to be less you know." But that's not true. Like we can all succeed. There's there's a place at the table for all of us.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it's all is um like sisterhood, isn't it? Like it's just yeah. I think we've been we've been conditioned for so long to kind of see women as as being competition. Um, and I definitely felt that when in, in my twenties, when I had friends who were doing really well, like whether it was kind of through, you know, like buying a house, really young, or or progressing their career, um, and I did have like so much jealousy. Um, and yeah, it's so it's so different now. And I think that if I like if one of my friends is doing well, like I'll always I'll always celebrate it for them and, and share. And, like there's just no. Um, yeah, there's no like kind of jealousy or anything and if anything I'll kind of be like oh that's amazing like you know how like how did you get an opportunity or like yeah. um you know it's just kind of like and also I think when people do well themselves they love talking about it as well but they won't always do it because they don't want to come across as being arrogant so I think yeah. especially for, like for women it's like it's so good if you see another woman doing well they be like that's so amazing like tell me like all of, you know like yeah. how opportunity like you know, like, um, how's that going for you? And opening up their conversation, like, you give them the opportunity to sort of like shout them of their achievements as well. So, um... 100%. Like, I've only recently started
0: actually, like, sort of mentioning things that I've done, things that I've achieved, because, like, I've always been taught to like downplay them. Whereas now I'm like, actually, no, because one, they're amazing opportunities that I've had, and, you know, I've come so far in my own journey. But if I can't appreciate my journey along the way and the things that have come, then what makes me think that I'll be happy or appreciate more? You know, you've got to appreciate the small things, to to, to appreciate and and you know be happy with the, when the bigger things come as well. But I've really started to actually you know share them with people and and tell them, and that for me I found difficult as well. But you know what? It's,
1: it's positive though. From like, I think when when you share your achievements, that's empowering another woman to. um achieve this as well like I remember what you did um it was a few months ago I think was it for International Women's Day um and I remember that when you did that um I think it was like an, an event through your work that you did yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah and I remember just thinking like like I felt so empowered because I was like <laughs> it's my big thing it's always like I hate public I hate public speaking so yeah. I'm always just like I really want to do this this and this but then I'm just like I just like there's so much fear. Um, and then i see you doing all these amazing things and like doing the talks and you're know, just like so confident and um and that's empowering so i'm kind of like okay well you know like if she can do it like there's no reason why i can't and i can learn from you know from what Sonia's doing and oh um, so nice <laughs> you, know, and take, but, you know like those so it's you know, just seeing like another woman doing well okay or, or, you know and i know that we've spoken so much about about fear and, you know and not kind of um go in for things because of like what ifs so seeing it yeah seeing another woman doing well and um it is motivating like it does force you I think to kind of like step your game up as well to be like do you know what there's like we can all do this like we can all have these opportunities um and we can just like you know learn from other women and also yeah and also you know like just communicating with each other and, you know and
0: no, I agree, and I think as well. Like a big thing for me that I I feel really strongly about is I think that the people we meet, the experiences, um, that you know who we surround ourselves with, the energy, uh, I feel that. For me, personally, I feel like my journey and who I'm as a person has been shaped by the people that I meet along the way. So I think it's really important that you put yourself in these positions and you share knowledge and you talk about things and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and do things like what we're doing now, because I genuinely believe that I've learned something really, really special from everybody that I've met in my life. And, you know, I've got friends that are like more introvert than extrovert and and I am I am a big extrovert I think you know it's no surprise to anybody to hear that (laughs) um but I also know when I need to just listen. And sometimes people just want me to listen and they don't need me to say anything. And you know, <laughs> whereas I'm always like, blah, blah, I've got something to say, but I, I've learned that, you know, patience, uh, listening, sometimes, you know, being quiet is also a form of support to people and things like that. But, you know, I value those people, and those experiences. And if we didn't give each other these opportunities, then, then we wouldn't be who we are either.
1: Absolutely,
0: 100%. So, yeah, no, but it's been honestly it's been such a blessing to have you on the on the episode today and on the podcast um I've been really looking forward to this so I'm I'm so pleased that you that you could you could join us and, and give us some um really and it's been lovely
1: oh thanks so much it's been really great to be um to be on your podcast as well um and yeah just I think just in terms of like what you're doing is it's incredible um and also just you know seen your journey from what 10 11 years ago to to what you're doing now and um what you're doing for women and for for young girls as well is incredible um and like I said to a few days ago like my obviously like my daughter loves absolutely loves you so it's like oh, I love her confident she is in the dress like come up and it's like and I'm like yeah okay whoever. <laughs> like, well mom like what <laughs> But yeah so really yeah it's
0: lovely to hear and I think as well you know to be able to empower and have that influence on the younger generation is lovely I think you know in the future maybe we might have an um, influential children's series and maybe your daughter can, can be <laughs> a guest <laughs> I would actually love that bless her <laughs> I think she'll probably it would teach us a lot as well I think we've got something to learn from everybody whether they're children or they're they're adults and you know that their, their perspective is is amazing and you know mm-hmm. um but yeah no thank you so much for your time today thank you
1: oh thank you
0: and i'll speak to you soon and
1: guys
0: if you'd like to follow um latoya's journey on instagram her insta handle is pure nourish i will link it so that you can all have a follow and um share your journey with her too thank you thanks for listening and we'll speak to you again soon thanks latoya Bye. bye